Hey, Dean Lance, you faggots. It's me, the uh, a delivery boy. Anyway, two things. First off, D is not some fucking horrorcore rap bullshit. It was Psychobilly. That is the name, or that is the genre of music of the hypnophonics romance with a rapist. You dumb fuck. Second, it was Italian sausage. It was two large Italian sausages with a pepperoni. Those were the pizzas ordered by the two naked fat guys with the guns, guns, and uh, tiny dickheads. Anyway, keep it sick, keep it wrong. Fuck you, fuck Lance. Bye. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. Get down on your knees and kiss this man's feet. I'm Lance Wackerly. If I was that dude, I'd be dreaming of boobs. We're going to stay here all night if we have to, so let's get started. Uh, can I go when this starts to suck? Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly, ready to craft. What's up there, Wacker? Crafting is go. You, uh, apparently, you, uh, survived the camping trip. Apparently. <laughs> apparently. Did you, see the apparently. Did you see the apparently kid? That kid, yeah. Where, where, where was he, in, like, Pennsylvania or something? Uh, I thought he was on, like, the, the board, you know, Coney Island. Maybe not, though. Oh, yeah. I thought he was, like, at a county fair. Apparently. Apparently. <laughs> Apparently. That but kid you, would be a good crafter. You know what, though? Yeah, he didn't sound that much on, like, a, a regular newscaster, though. Right. I think that kid, has, uh, his future is promising. He's got a future. He's got to get rid of that. He's got to get rid of that red hair, though. Yeah, that's a liability. So uh, you survived the uh, great outdoors? Yes, I did. Your sister didn't fuck with me. I think she was too occupied just taking in all the nature. Did she um, have an IBS attack anywhere in your vicinity? wasn't really monitoring her butthole as much as you would think I would be. (laughs) So, I don't know. You would know, though, if she was having an IBS attack. Because you'd probably have to run and hide. Well, I think we we ate pretty healthy, so maybe that was part of it. Diarrhea in the hole. (laughs) Um, You know what, though? She was telling me that she... The toilets were quite gross, I will say that. We're, yeah, she was, well, she was telling me she doesn't drink that much anymore, so she wasn't getting yeah, completely odd. inebriated, which means that might be the reason she wasn't fucking with you, and that also might be the reason why she wasn't having an IBS attack. She did make me a giant vodka soda that was like 95% vodka at one point. Yeah, that's not that bad, though. I mean, <laughs> she didn't put diarrhea in it. No. So where were, what were the toilets like? I mean, where was she uh, shitting? It was like a hole in the ground, basically. Uh, not, not even like an outhouse? Yeah, it was an outhouse. Exactly. It was not bad. It's kind of ventilated and they had some air freshers in there, but you know, you know, when you pinch it off and like five minutes later you hear it hit the bottom. <laughs> it's a little disconcerting. <laughs> Did you, would you prefer just going digging a hole in the woods, copping a squat, shitting out there, or would you prefer just going into like a disgusting, odorous outhouse? 
Well, you know, I like to be sitting down on a toilet seat myself rather than just squatting like a third worlder. So I guess the toilet. Do they have toilet seats in the outhouse? Yeah. It's not like an outhouse from Little House on the Prairie. (laughs) That's kind of what I was picturing. No, it's not like that. I mean, it's like a brick building. Did you squat on it like an Arabic man? No. No, I sit sit my ass on the seat like a normal American. (laughs) So how, I mean, was it... Was it a good camping trip? Because I know, you know, I noticed, you know, as we're getting older, do we still drink to like reckless abandon? Like no. with reckless abandon while we're, while we're camping? Or is it just kind of like, oh, we'll make some nice food, hang out and go to bed at like 10? My thing now is I, Adult if I drink camping. that much, I can't sleep, you know? Like you pass out, but then I wake up like at 3 a.m. and like I just feel like ass then I can't sleep. So that's kind of why I don't drink that much anymore. Yeah, or, but, you know, in that, in that manner where you just pound, you're just trying to get drinking. in as much alcohol as possible. Yeah, but what else do you do in the, that's what I don't understand when you go camping. Maybe this is why I don't like well, camping you that you much. tell stories with your friends. Well, you what, I mean, but you, you, you wake food. up and you just start drinking at noon and then you're just, you have nothing else to do. So what, what do you do other than drinking? You drink slow. One <laughs> yeah. beer an hour. We swam in the creek. So one swim beer an hour, you swim in the creek. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, what, what else did I do? What about uh, Jer? Was he drinking? Take a nap. Oh, yeah, Jer's still in that mode. It's fine. I mean, because, you know, Jer's like, what, three years behind us, two years behind us? So, yeah, two years ago, I would have been doing exactly what Jer does and just drink as much as I, human, as, as I can get in. Like, I might as well have just a giant funnel. Yeah, you know, Jer, I think part of it is, too, is Jer's really excited about being in the woods he also doesn't get to drink like this. Jer also and a bunch of the other people we were camping with too. You know, they opt for the uh, the chemical enhancement to drinking. <laughs> Not even oh. really chemical plant enhancement. So they're smoking weed and drinking. Yeah, smoking hell of weed, el- edibles. You know, Just see that California that makes sense, might though. as well be a, California might as well be a mar- you know a legalized marijuana state at this point because everybody's just you everyone know, has, has like a card, packaged food, and yeah, pot card. Yeah, everyone has a card. I mean, and that's the thing. It's like, it, it's so accessible. You no longer have right. to go through the, you know, the routes of going to like some sketchy neighborhood to go and uh, procure your weed. I wish I enjoyed it, but I just don't. Yeah, you can get a card. You can get like a whole, and now you, it's a, they give you a menu. Right. You can get whatever you want. You know, you have all different types of experiences, but I don't enjoy it. So I don't get to make use of this newfound freedom i know we've brought this up on the podcast before but i do lament that uh that you no longer have to go through the routes of going through some sketchy neighborhood to go go talking to some sketchy guy to go get your uh weed anymore especially when you're new to a city and you're like oh i guess i'll just go down to that area that looks like it has drug dealers and try and get some drugs well i mean it still works so you could go that's the thing it works but it sucks to have to do yeah i mean i I've been able to do it. There's some people have a knack for it. Like my friend Kessler, he could go to any city. I'm talking any city, not just like a major metropolitan area. He could go to Sacramento or Roseville and just find heroin. He was so good at it. I mean, it was out of necessity, but he could yeah, find it. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Necessity is the mother of an invention there, for sure. I think, uh, you know what people should do? And, and that's the thing. It's like, okay, yeah, you have a card to find marijuana, but what if you want cocaine? How do you find cocaine? Well, you know cocaine what you should do? Card. You should download this app, this new app called Sketch Factor, and find yeah. the sketchy neighborhoods 
Yeah, it might as well be called Drug Finder. <laughs> That's what it should be called is Drug Finder and use it. Prostitution to, Finder. Yeah, you can go find street hookers and you can find um, illegal narcotics. And this is what you use. You use Sketch Factor. should be called Drug Finder, really. Yeah. You heard about this app? I did. There's a big uproar because everybody thinks it's racist. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a bit of a controversy in the media right now surrounding Sketch Factor, the app. It's such a, what do they call that? Where you like... You know something to be true, but you convince yourself that it's not true. I know, I know what you're talking about. But yeah, it is, it is like that, though. And, and what I love about was it plausible Cognitive deniability? dissonance. Cognitive dissonance. Huh? That's what yes. it is. But these people, the people who, the, the creators of this app, Sketch Factor, which just launched uh, this past Friday, are claiming, no, it's a tool for anyone, anywhere, at any time. Yeah. Stay safe. <laughs> Stay safe, stay safe, everybody. Buddy system. They're completely aware of the negative press, but they right. say it's we need mis- to, I mean, it's every, what everybody's mad about is that if you look at it, like, oh, guess what? All the neighborhoods that are sketchy are where all, you know, they're, you know, black people or Mexicans live. It, the so poor neighborhood. So it's racist. It's classist. Well, yeah, but... It's what it is. And classism is fine. Like, yeah, poor neighborhoods have more crime, you know, well, and more... better drugs. Know, Street crime, I guess, Ooh, you know, the, the Occupy Wall Street people always have to bring up, well, in the rich neighborhoods, it's the bankers that are taking our money. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. <laughs> yeah. I, I hate watching walking through those rich neighborhoods because I just have to watch my bank balance because they're going to steal all my, all my fees. Well, I think this no. is like you urban pioneers, you young gentrifiers. You could just use this app and be like, okay, let me find some of these uh, poor neighborhoods where I can buy a home and push the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the poor yeah, people Yeah, I don't like out. all the Starbucks in my neighborhood. Uh, oh, this place looks like a real shithole. I'm going to move here. That'd be great. So they claim Sketch Factor is a tool for anyone and that it's not racist. They say they have a reporting mechanism for racial profiling, harassment, desolate areas, weird stuff. When people actually download the app, they see that it truly is a tool for everyone. Anyone, you know, everyone who can afford a $500 cell phone, <laughs> yeah. you know, because I'm sure a lot of these uh, poor people who are using the Sketch Factor app also have uh, great smartphones, like, you know. Yeah. When you're in a neighborhood and you get that sort of feeling in the pit of your stomach that like, eh, this seems a little dangerous and I'm a little bit in fear of my life. Yeah, pull, pull out your fucking smartphone <laughs> with a bright ass screen that anybody <laughs> can see, like, you know, in the middle of the night from like a block or two blocks away. And then sure. once you just pull up the app. Yeah, once you pull out that Samsung Galaxy S500 in this really sketchy, dimly lit neighborhood, then you can confirm that you are actually in a sketchy area. Oh, well, apparently there is a lot of crime here. <laughs> what do you know? Apparently. Red, red markers, apparently. <laughs> apparently, I've never been to this neighborhood before. Apparently. I'm five years old and I have a smartphone. <laughs> Apparently, I'm about to get my ass kicked and my phone stolen. Thank you, Sketch Factor, for confirming this. What's fucked up is, you know, you're like, oh, well, this app will tell me, you know, where the bad neighborhoods to avoid, and I'll just, oh, but it's not, it's just like Yelp. So people, other people who have the app just make little flags in a neighborhood. So, you know, as you're getting your ass kicked and your phone's being stolen, you can be like, wait, let me just post before you take that, sir, <laughs> kind, kind, non-ethnic sir who's beating the fuck out of me and robbing me. Well, that's what it do- it does. It relies on crowdsourcing yeah, information, so it allows users to report report on, read about, and navigate around potentially unsafe neighborhoods. But much like Yelp, it relies on bitchy white people 
to make right. reviews. And it's rarely uh, vetted. It's subjective you reviews anything there. about your restaurant. This is scared white people making subjective reviews about your neighborhood. I mean, I could go on there right now and tag your apartment and be like, oh, this place is extra sketchy. They make a super shitty podcast out of, out of this, you know, on this block. Well, you downloaded the app and you checked it out because apparently, uh, apparently, uh, people Can't have... Stop saying it. Uh, I'm going to keep using it. It's the magic word of the show. Right. Um, people use people have been using this app, and you can you can report on a sketchy story, but it's all trolling. Everybody's yeah, trolling. Three quarters of the, the posts are like you know from the hipster neighborhoods, and somebody's like, "Oh, they serve artisan coffee here. It's terrible." Well, I kind of think sketchiness is a subjective state. I mean, it's in the eye of the beholder. Like, what's sketchy to me? It's probably not sketchy to, or is is probably not is very sketchy. To somebody else, or what's not sketchy to me might be really sketchy to, to you know a foreign person. Well, yeah, I mean, like my parents were here. I mean, not to out them as being racist, but my parents were at my, you know, current home, and literally, I came back from work one day, and my mom was like, basically said you know, that she was walking around, she saw some black people, and they were being loud, and she was scared. <laughs> I was like, okay. I'm going to clutch my purse very tight under my arm. She's like, is that a bad neighborhood? And she she was talking about a you know a location three blocks from where I live. <laughs> I'm like, no, why? Uh, there's some people yell. She didn't say black some people. people. To, her, to, to her credit, but she was like, well, we were walking over there, and there were these people being very loud and yelling. <laughs> oh, that's just how they do. They had shiny black gold teeth. Yeah, these people so shiny the teeth frightened me okay, so man. it says here uh, in this story almost every new yorker has had that moment finding oneself on a strange block in an unfamiliar neighborhood late in the evening and wondering am i in a bad situation really do you need to wonder that the f- i mean are they talking about <laughs> manhattan it's really where can you even go nowadays that isn't completely gentrified in manhattan i mean you got to be up like in like 200th street of Harlem, or, yeah or i don't know what the somebody's gonna call in the, the north south ones are the avenues and the other ones are the streets i'm but sure if, i fucking said it wrong but, but you know sh- what i'm talking about i'm sure brooklyn though and queens have brooklyn some, oh my god yeah, but more gentrified than i don't know i know crown heights has some uh, unsavory neighborhoods the bronx i'm sure and bronx probably does but but the well, thing how is do you, how do you how do you just wind up in the like a shitty area of the bronx and you don't know how you got there hmm <laughs> well, i don't know <laughs> but, seems like i might not, not be in the right place I took, a, I took a wrong turn here yeah. but but the thing is is when you are in that neighborhood do you really need to wonder if you're in a bad situation, like, do, do no. you need this sketch factor to confirm that? Are you that clueless? If it wasn't just a bunch of trolling, I could see it being um, useful if you're moving to a new city and you're like, you know, you're trying to find an apartment online before you get there and you could be like, I don't know, like, apartments yeah. seem cheap over here. Maybe that's just how much they cost. And then you well, open up the sketch like? factor and you're like, oh, fuck, it's terrible. <laughs> do you think poor people use the term sketchy? I don't know. <laughs> poor whites, poor Mexicans. I mean, they all, we all have our, we all have janky. That used to be a term. I do but. think, I do think that foreigners should get a pass on this, on being they clueless. Need well, that's the thing. It's like they come to this, you know, they come, they come to visit the, a city. They come to visit a country and it's like, how are they supposed to know, you know, our norms? Do you include Midwesterners in that as foreigners? 
I guess I do somewhat just to use even though I kind of feel that a Midwesterner should have been to Chicago at least once and kind of know what a well, you know a sketchy a lot of them don't, environment though. would look like. I, I think mean, it's, maybe it's it's always funny to me when you know you're on social media like Facebook or Twitter and and these like the super virulent uh, adamant social justice people you know the ones who are really pissed yeah. off about this app and then you find out that they like live in indianapolis or something or even some someplace smaller and it's like oh right yes you're the pure of heart no racism at all person because you live in a town where there aren't any black people or any other <laughs> ethnicity but white and yeah and everybody is kind of middle class and you don't have any fucking shitty neighborhoods so fucking congratulations to you. Good for you. Yeah, but that, that's the thing. That's why their opinion should be irrelevant. Right. When it comes to I mean, this. I've lived in shitty neighborhoods. And yeah, when like a bunch of scary, like a big group of scary, big, loud, like, you know, black guys who look like they're looking for trouble are coming down the street. Yeah, I cross the street. Sue me. Well, and, and that's another thing, too. It's like, I can't tell you how many times. You know, I'd find a Swedish couple or some Norwegian couple or a German right. couple in San Francisco wandering the wrong way down O'Farrell. And this was back when I lived there at O'Farrell and Jones in the old Sick and Wrong studio. And it was a sketchy neighborhood. It was sketchy. Wackily, I remember leaving the apartment, saw a guy get shot. It's right. like right after uh, you left. It. But so it was a sketchy area. And then I would come back to Oakland and, the, you know, people would follow me back to my apartment because <laughs> they thought I didn't know where I was going. I'd be like, look, dude. And I just turn around and be like, I live right here. I'm, I fucking know where I'm going. You're not going to fucking get my wallet. Okay. And they'd be just like, oh, okay. You would see later. these pasty white tourists who were just obviously a mark. Just wandering this neighborhood, looking on their phones to try to find a, you know, a they map. They don't understand. And they don't understand. They don't understand that, that this group of black people... Probably sketchy individuals, or that you know, hooker over there is is actually hooking. She does, has, she gives blowjobs for money. And, you know, they don't know like, it because oh, they don't know the, our cultural the, norms. The, is this the red light district, like in Amsterdam? Like, no, it's not like that. It's not a <laughs> tourist area where there's whores. Or they'll, no. or they'll say shit like, "Oh, is this an economically disadvantaged area?" No, it's the fucking hood. It's Get the hood. Out. It's the loin. And so it's I would tell people, disadvantaged. you know, I would tell them, I'd be like, you know, you don't want to continue this way. Go back to Union Square. Take the long way around. Yeah, you know, you just you just want to avoid this area. So that's why I think a foreign person would probably make use of this app. Or yeah, a person who just moved to a new neighborhood, maybe you moved to an urban area for the first time. This app could be useful, but for the most part, it's pointless. If it worked as its, yeah, as its intended purpose, but it's clearly not. It's like like Yelp sucks, and there's a lot of people with a bone to pick on Yelp and people who make fake reviews. But Yelp is widely enough used, you know. There's millions of people rating it that you can usually sort of weed out the shitty fake ones. And this one obviously obviously isn't that it's widely new adopted too. yet. And like I said, three quarter of the of the comments look like bullshit to me. And, and also, I just don't, I personally just don't trust the opinions of scared white people who are moving <laughs> you know, to this neighborhood. I trust paranoia. I, I don't. Paranoia is built into our brains for a reason and you should usually like trust your gut. I trust experience in life. I mean, I've lived in sketchy, quote unquote, sketchy neighborhoods pretty much all my life, except for now. Like this is not as, where I'm living now in Hollywood used to be sketchy, life but of Riley. now it's become gentrified and it's not that bad anymore. But it's like every apartment I've had pretty much has been in a sketchy area. So what was sketchy to me, you know, or what's, what's not sketchy to me would be very sketchy to someone else. So that's why I wouldn't trust an app like this. But I do find yeah. it funny. 
But you can, I mean, they have different numbers. Like you could, you know, there's like a one through five scale and other people might be like, well, that's full of threes. I'm not going down there. And you, you know, you could be like, well, I, I go to areas of four. <laughs> that's fine. As long as there's not too many fives. I also don't trust Yelp either. I mean, right. I, you, you I mean, look nobody at a, does. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess you'll look at a restaurant and if it has, you know, 50 positive reviews, like four or five star reviews and then one, one star or two star. But you got to read then, the people's comments. Yeah, too. you read the comments. And that's the thing. You, you Then you read it, and then you're like, you know what? I just don't like you. Yeah. You, you know, the prick. other thing you can do on Yelp is you can see how many times that person reviews things. And if somebody has, like, they've reviewed 500 different places, you're just like, this is just one of those people that likes to hear the sound of their own voice. You're implacable. see their own text. You know, there, there's no pleasing you. You'll never I, be I love happy. The, my favorite thing on Yelp, and I'm sure there's something like this on uh, the Sketch Factor, is when you read somebody's review and they're just like, this place was great. The food was awesome. Uh, the staff was incredible. And I, you know, it was very comfortable and the environment was great. Three stars. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? Did you expect a blowjob? Like, yeah, what more do you need? You, you need like an well, after dinner hand job? Yeah, yeah like I, they could have given me my meal for free. You know, well, I guess they could have. And then you'd get five stars, I guess, apparently. So Sketch Factor is the brainchild of uh, co-founders Alice McGuire and Daniel Harrington, two white millennials. Right. I so mean, that's, that's a mark against it. Daniel Harrington, Harrington and Alice, Alice McGuire. McGuire. Could they be more waspy? <laughs> a Manhattan-based navigation app that, that uh, allows crowd so- crowdsources user experiences along with publicly available data to uh, rate the relative sketchiness of a major city. So Mrs. McGuire here, Miss McGuire, she was a Los Angeles native, but who now lives in the West Village in New York. She oh, said the West impetus Village. behind Sketch Factor was her experience as a young woman navigating the streets of Washington, D.C., where she worked at a nonprofit. Can we talk about women in this issue? Do you hate this We talked about it before the show. <laughs> I do hate her. But a lot, I hate a lot of women. A lot of women tend to have this belief. You know, I know at least three or four or five girls distinctly that have this belief that if you do say a neighborhood is sketchy or if you tell them, you know, you probably shouldn't walk home alone, you know, at 11 p.m. in the middle of the night, they take offense and then they claim that you're a racist or, you know, that even you're, that sexist. you're a pussy. Or you're yeah, sexist. A sexist, too. Yeah. Why shouldn't a woman be allowed to walk by herself? And I always tell them, like, you just nobody should be walking by themselves through this neighborhood because... You know, people who are out to cause mayhem and mug and rape people, like, that's the first thing. You don't do it to a group because now you have to deal with two people. Well, and that's the thing. And they would defy you. Like, to, they want to prove you wrong that they could walk to the store right, and go buy beer at two in the morning in a sketchy neighborhood in downtown Oakland. And a good percentage of these per- people, women that I know who said that, have been mugged. <laughs> and, yeah. Like, and luckily, then, none of them have been raped. And that's the thing. It's like, I... I mean, I, I have half a mind. I remember when uh, an ex-girlfriend of mine who I lived with in the Mission, this was the early 2000s, when the Mission, you know, uh, 16th Mission was very sketchy. Now it's, now it's become kind of a nice neighborhood. But at yeah, that time... it's the new marina. It was quite sketchy, that whole area. And I remember my girlfriend would be really upset if it was like, you know, one in the morning and, and she was like, I want to go get some beer. And I'd be like, all right, I'll go get it. And she's like, no, I can go get beer by myself. Right. Like, no, no, you can't. I'm sorry. Break that glass ceiling, baby. And she would get, I mean, it would, uh, you know, it would precipitate a fight about like gender inequality and how I'm biased because I'm not going to, and then I I had half a mind to be like, all right, go, go by yourself. 
But I don't right. want her to get mugged or raped. I mean, that would suck. <laughs> <sighs> I want to be right, and I want to be proved right, but I don't want her to be raped and mugged. Ah, it's a dilemma. I remember the same girl one time. We got stuck in Oakland, but it was like East Oakland, I think, around, around High Street. Yeah, everybody gives Oakland a lot of shit for being dangerous, but there's nice areas, but there are extremely <laughs> sketchy areas. And, and that's the thing. Like, I knew we were in a sketchy neighborhood, and the reason being it was desolate, and my car broke down, or you know what happened? My battery died. And we're sitting there, and we're at a gas station, and the only other car around was this, uh, I think it was like a, a, a one of those uh, SUVs or Escalade yes, or something like that. Escalade. But it had like tinted windows, a just booming bass, mm-hmm. and it's coming out of it. And I was like, okay, you know what? This is sketchy. I'm, maybe I should walk and try to find a payphone or maybe ask... You know, see if we, we could, this is before I had a cell phone. See if yeah, we could call maybe a tow truck. call a tow truck or AAA or something. And she Find and a gas station. This same girlfriend was just like, why are you being such a pussy? Let's go ask those people for a jump. Yeah. You know, it's not that big of a deal. I was like, okay, I'm not going to ask them, you know, if they have jumper cables. I mean, this is like, this is, we are in a sketchy neighborhood. It's two in the morning. You know, we're in, we're in the middle of nowhere. And so she yeah. was like, fine, I'll go do it. And she gets out of the car and I was like, God damn it. And I jump out of the car, I walk over and I, she gets back in and I walk over to their Escalade with the tinted windows and the booming rap music. It's, I could smell yeah. weed. And I'm like standing there, I'm like, at, at no point did you actually think you were going to get a jump from these people. Well, <laughs> you I just thought, had to do it to keep her from going over there and to prove your point. Well, I thought I might get jumped. Oh yeah. Not a exactly. jump. But I, I walk over there and I'm like, kind of waving I'm like, excuse me fellas and he, the, the window rolls down it's just like four black dudes in there and the one dude looks at me he's like and i'm like hey excuse me guys can do you have jumper cables I need to jump my car and the dude just kind of looks at his friends and they just bust out laughing roll up the window yep so i didn't get shot which is which is fortuitous right I guess, but i mean it's it's like offensive to have any kind of situational awareness or you know conception of your environment no you're a pussy and you know everybody's the same we're all equal and we're yes these are equal. poor people you but should just go people. ask them for a jump why wouldn't you we all it love one make another sense you know sure it, it does the color of your skin matter this is what i'm talking it's cognitive <laughs> dissonance it's like you know this is a shitty neighborhood why are you trying to convince yourself and me that it's not and that those people are going to give us a jump? Yeah, but if I was in my car and I had a smartphone and I had Sketch Factor on my phone, I could have dialed it up, put the zip code in and been like, look, sweetheart, we are in a sketchy Very neighborhood. Sketchy. 20, out of your 25 people, <laughs> 20 out of 25 people agree that this is a sketchy neighborhood filled with yeah. poor black people. Should not go and ask for jumps here. Um, I'm going to get out and push and you're going to pop the clutch. That's what we're doing. <laughs> so anyway, they, why, they did make you, the, why did your battery die in the middle of the neighborhood? You just were, you know what it actually, now that oh, I'm you looking for drugs. No, now that I think about it, we were driving back from Alameda cause we had friends in Alameda and I stopped to get gas and it wasn't my battery. It was my alternator that died. Oh. And so yeah, that, that's much more fucked than the battery. Yeah. We ended up uh, having to get a jump and. Or we ended up not, we ended up having to call AAA. I think I walked to a payphone because I didn't even have a cell phone then. <laughs> and then the guy came and like I had to get the ultimate replaced. Cost a lot of money. Um, yeah, that night sucked. But anyway, they they make this app and this app, uh, you know, has received a lot of criticism <laughs> regarding the degree to which race is used to profile a neighborhood. But the funniest thing about it is their response. Miss Miss McGuire says we understand that people will see this issue. And even though Dan and I are admittedly both young, white, successful people, 
The app is not built for us young white people. Who, who's it built for? Would you ever for? in casual conversation, <laughs> you know, be talking to somebody and they're like, oh, well, what do you do? Well, I'm a successful person. <laughs> Who the fuck says that? Unless you're literally like, you know, making $500,000 a year directing, you know, movies at the age of 25. <laughs> I'd call myself a very successful person. Fuck off. Well, but, I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's obviously they want to receive funding for this app they want this app to be successful and they got some they got some publicity out of it shit if you're uh, trying to get funding i guess i just see this app as being as pointless as yelp but could be useful to find drugs so i think people if you need a hit man have to have somebody (laughs) rubbed out find a hooker prostitution i think this should be called maybe sketch finder i think there's other apps to find whores (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, what about street drugs? I mean, if you move to a neighborhood and you're just like, I just want to see where the, the drug dealers are. Because I'm, I'm sure on Sketch Factor, eventually they're like, I felt very unsafe in this neighborhood because there are some drug dealers and a couple of prostitutes and a pimp on the street. And you see that and you're like, I am there because that's probably where I'm going to get some Oxycontin. <laughs> this is a very sketchy neighborhood because it's where I always buy my drugs. <laughs> Did you look up uh, the old Sick and Wrong Studio location? Was that considered sketchy? No, it's just a bunch of trolling. I mean, oh, it clearly is. Um, we know this is the cognitive dis- dissonance thing. You and I clearly know it is sketchy. Because um, we live there. There was something about some homeless man taking down his pants and flashing his, his dick at a bunch of tourists, which I thought was an authentic post. You see, once again, if I read that, I'd be like, I am so there with a camera. <laughs> just for entertainment purposes. Yeah, this might be great. That's yeah. what's funny about the Tenderloin, where the old studios are. Is it sketchy, but it doesn't really feel that dangerous. You know, it's more like crazy people than nefarious people that are going to try and like intentionally do you harm. It's more like, you know, there's people having diarrhea in the middle of the street, that kind of shit. Or, or crackheads who I consider to be cra- well, harmless for the yeah, most part. Those people are crackheads normally. Well, or crackheads fighting each other is another thing. The thing is with the tenderloin too, it's even late at night. There are still people wandering, walking about. Right. It's very lit up. You know, there's street lights. There's cops driving down the street. I mean, sure, you you could get mugged. I mean, I know some people have been mugged there, and, and cars get broken into all the time. That's true. Cars do get broken into. But it's still, you know, a well-trafficked area. Whereas if you're in Skid Row in downtown L.A., there right. will be no other white people there. There will be right. no other just foot traffic walking by. In fact, there won't even be cops there, and there's a police station there. I don't even think they patrol that area. It's just all homeless people living in tents that will yeah, rape it's gonna you, be like, yeah, kill you, in maybe space, eat no you. one can hear you scream type shit. Yeah, and that's the thing. And if you're in that area, you know, that's if you're in that area, you're either in there to go buy drugs, probably to buy drugs, or um, or prostitution because there's no other reason for you to go over there. So you don't need Sketch Factor to know you're in a shitty neighborhood. You know, you see a bunch of tents and crackheads. You're like, okay, you know what? And human fecal matter on the streets. Right. I'm going to go back to where it came from. Maybe if you're an organ harvester, you could go down there. <laughs> you know, Kids what is... people with no family. What's the sketch factor of Detroit? Is it just like the whole city just in red? Just avoid? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I imagine. Anyway. Well, people, I think you should download the app and just use it for, for fine drugs. And hopefully in, uh, in uh, other countries in Europe, um, you know, as Sketch Factor grows, you'll know where to find drugs in other countries as well. Because that's one, of my, that's one of the most difficult parts of being a tourist. As you get there and you're like, 
who should I ask for drugs? What neighborhood Sometimes should I go Sometimes they offer you drugs, but then you're always like, are you a cop? Are you a weird European cop? This is yeah, they do you it. know. I think uh, Drug Finder. Actually, that's a good app. Hopefully someone makes it. Anyway. People, it's episode 444 here of Sick and Wrong. Got her almost up to 450. Uh, you know the way the show works. You send us stories. We read them here on the show. The stories have to be disturbing because we talk about disturbing crime stories here. Um, if we give you credit, we will send you a Sick and Wrong care package. Um, you can send your stories to Sick and Wrong Podcast at hotmail.com or submit them via Facebook or the Twitters. We have some good stories here this week. Um, sketchy stories, wackily to get to. Uh, before we get to our first one, here's a word from our sponsor. It's Butt Plug Month on AdamandEve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. So the first story came in from uh, David. David writes, fuck the French. I bet you this guy is English. Yeah, they don't like the French. Who likes the French? French people. I think French, yeah, people who live in France tend to like the French, but all other people... A lot people, of those weird, uh, crazy, fucked up Middle Eastern countries are all buddy-buddy with the French, right? Like what, like, like Iran and they like the French? Yeah, yeah. I think, I think a lot of business is done between the Iranians and the French. I know uh, the French people Libya. are anti-Semitic because they're, yes, well, they're having yeah. all these big parties right now saying to kill all the Jews. Right. Because well, the Muslims are also burning all the outskirts of, of Paris, you know, that's been going on for years. Yeah, you know, I, I, I wouldn't do it. So I guess Muslim countries like the French, but, and I think uh, idealistic and naive young American girls also think French guys are very sexy with their accents, but then yeah. they go over there and they get herpes. Or, you know, like, the French people come over here and then they, they fucking ejaculate all over your sweater while you're off at work <laughs> and they're just sitting around doing nothing like happened with my french roommate and the girl i used to live with so yeah you know i've always said fuck the french i kind of agree with the english on that but 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 paris it's so fuck beautiful paris <laughs> <laughs> i don't give a shit about paris but french food what i don't care escargot gross escargot is pretty good and it just looks disgusting i do actually disgusting. i do like french food gotta say that but and it's uh, some hot french chicks too but but like souffles that <laughs> you're just always eating souffles it's my favorite of course what do you want to have on your birthday d i'd like a souffle this year <laughs> as always <laughs> fucking souffle so ugly french tourists are wanted for uh luring and kicking a squirrel into the grand canyon <laughs> <laughs> it specifies that they're ugly Ugly. I think their behavior is ugly. It, you know, it's the fact that someone would, would lure a, an, a, a cute little squirrel over and then kick it off of a cliff. It's ugly behavior. Must not have been a flying squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> the tourists are described as two French-speaking men wearing only cowboy hats and boxer shorts. Good God. I mean, that alone. 
just go back to your own fucking country. I mean, aren't the Europeans and the French specifically the ones that are constantly complaining that Americans go over there and they're, you know, the two American tourists are so fucking rude. And now you're here at the Grand Canyon in your boxer shorts and a cowboy hat. That's like me going over there and wearing my tidy whities and getting a beret and smoking and be like, oh, win in France, look at me. Yeah, but they say Americans come over here and they're like, you know, they're overweight and they're wearing Hawaiian shirts and garish clothing and they're like, oh, they have no style, no culture. But right. it's like, well, meanwhile, you're, you're walking around in a cowboy hat and your underwear? At the Grand Canyon. But, and, you and know, it leads me to wonder, and I've wondered this many times, it's kind of a game that we used to play, is gay or European? Right. Because you Especially never know. Especially walking around San Francisco. Walking around LA. You see dudes, you're like, that guy's very stylish. He's also very thin. Is he gay or is he European? It's not always purely stylish, though. Sometimes it's just like sort of bizarre clothing that you've never seen before. Like, it looks what, like what 1980s, new, like a new wave video. Exactly. Like, what is Or like this? weird logos that like, you, you know, nobody's ever recognized. Like, what the fuck is that? What's but it's, that weird handbag? It's also their hairstyles sometimes, too. Hairstyles. Sunglasses. Sock but, and shoe combinations that are just off. You saw the picture of these two guys. They are. I mean, they're and they're also kind of built too, and they're just wearing like boxer shorts. Not even boxer shorts, like Calvin Klein boxer briefs and cowboy hats. They look kind of like gay gym bros. I would say gay gym bros, but if someone was like actually another Belgian tourist or they're French tourists, I'd be like, um, okay. <laughs> they I could guess. be both though. They could be gay Belgian gym bros. They could tourists. be. You never know. I mean, it's such a fine line between gay and European. <laughs> Maybe in England, you can usually tell the difference. Because their teeth are so jacked up, right? And they're overweight, and they have a black eye from drinking too much Stella and getting into fights about football. But in other countries, like in uh, especially in the Scandinavian countries, you have no idea if they're gay or European. Um, so these guys, French-speaking men wearing only cowboy hats and boxer shorts, uh, kicked the squirrel off the Grand Canyon. The stunt was obviously intended to be funny because they were taking pictures of it, and there's a video. It's on the Daily Mail that, that another tourist took that shows them like world they kind of set it up. <laughs> this is going on my world star page. Wee wee. But uh, they provoked outrage from onlookers who were as surprised as the men's actions as was the hapless squirrel. They were surprised at the men's actions as the uh, hapless squirrel who was friendly and accustomed to humans. <laughs> so would you care about a squirrel? I don't know. Like, would I mean, this the provoke guys are being outrage? Assholes, but... I mean, you're asking me if I would do anything, which is always your go-to question. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. It, but not, not even if you would do anything. But would this provoke outrage? Like, would you be like, dude, what are you doing? I yeah. wouldn't probably say yeah, anything. Yeah, I would. I would if it was a dog or a cat. <laughs> but I also don't like squirrels. What do you mean you don't like squirrels? I don't like squirrels. I don't even have an opinion on squirrels. I, I've never liked squirrels. What's wrong with them? You don't know, you know what's wrong with them? Do you remember? This is what I don't like about squirrels. First of all, they're rodents. I don't like, I don't like rats either. Or I don't like most small woodland creatures, and I'm not trying to be some weirdo about this. The reason I don't like squirrels is in Ann Arbor, Michigan, there are a lot of squirrels, and they were friendly, and they were accustomed to humans. And you would sit there, and they'd come up to you because idiots would feed them. So they lost their fear of humans. Right, which is exactly probably what happened with this Grand Canyon squirrel. For sure. And so what happened is one time I was at the student union waiting for a friend of mine. And uh, before she got there, this squirrel was, was climbing near me or was on the, I don't know, I think it was like 
on the sidewalk near me and I was just kind of ignoring it. And it came right up to me and I kind of moved a little bit. And then it jumped on my back. Scared the shit out of me. And I was like running, you know, trying to get it off my back. Just wanted to be your friend. Yeah, but I look like an idiot. And then this girl wow. shows up and she's laughing. And she was just like, I think she was in my study group and I kind of liked her. And I look like an idiot with a squirrel on my back. And then she's like, who cares? It's just a squirrel. I was like, no. It, and I was visibly shaken. Never forgotten about that day. <laughs> we keep oh, so maybe these guys have rabies. Pals. They have rabies. I don't know. Maybe. What if it bit you, like, bit you and you had to go get a tetanus shot? What if? I don't know. We could play the what if shot. game all day. What well, if it would have into your pants? Regardless, <laughs> if I saw a guy in a cowboy hat and boxer shorts kicking a squirrel off of a cliff, sure, I'd be like, you know, you're kind of an asshole, but I don't think it would provoke outrage within me. I mean, I just, it's like trying too hard and you're videotaping it. It's not that I really give a fuck about the squirrel that much. It's just like, why are you being such a cock, dude? You know, it's like, you're not off in the middle of the woods by yourself. You're at the goddamn rim of the Grand Canyon and and you're videotaping yourself kicking a squirrel off the edge and you're in your boxer shorts and a cowboy hat. I mean, fucking give it a rest. Like, come on, dude. You know what you're going to get? What, 30 likes on on YouTube? 30 thumbs up? Because you kicked the squirrel off the Grand Canyon. Yeah, good job. I mean, it would have been per- the perfect story would have been if the guy would have slipped and fucking broken his own neck falling down in the giant hole. That would have been amazing. And that's a video I would definitely watch on uh, YouTube. Yeah. The matter came to the attention of law enforcement after upset witness John Hildebrand posted a video of the act on YouTube. He says, <laughs> He's videotaping them, videotaping themselves. He says, I did not realize what was happening until it was too late. I do not know who they are. All I know is they were French. (laughs) They could have been Belgian or French Canadian. I love how he goes, I didn't realize what was happening until it was too late. Yeah, sure, you're just videotaping the incident. But what's he going to do? Excuse me, you frogs. Stop kicking American squirrels off the Grand Canyon. Would you have gone all America? Would you have gone all American, like patriotic on their asses? It would have been kind of fun to do that. (laughs) In this country, this is my country. That's my squirrel. That would have been great. Go back to France. (laughs) It would have been funny to get him arrested. Yeah, no, that would have been Like get the park ranger. I mean, I think those guys have arresting authority and be like, yeah, these people are fucking, uh, uh, you know, disturbing the wildlife or whatever. Dude, no, there's there's no joke. I mean, uh, so in this video, I mean, there's no joke here. Like officials believe if, if they've seen the video that the men are caught. They'd face charges of disturbing wildlife, and it's a federal charge. So it carries a sentence up to six months in jail and a $5,000 fine. Awesome. That would be so great. Have fun on your vacation in jail. In fact, I think these guys, Obama should have these guys extradited. Executed. (laughs) That'd be awesome. Have them stand trial here. Your Um, Honor, (laughs) clearly the video shows the crime (laughs) that was committed. The, the actual video shows one man luring an adorable little squirrel with snacks to the very edge of the cliff. And when it takes a bait and it goes to the edge, he just leans back or he, reaches, he kicks his foot back and just kicks it off the cliff. And the average depth of the Grand Canyon is about a mile. Yeah. So That's you, why it would have been great if he would have slipped. I mean, this just goes in the, in the, in the bo- ledger for every time somebody says, oh, the French are so cultured and the food and the... You know, Americans, we are so vulgar. And be like, okay, 
you keep saying that, but every time I actually come into contact or experience actual French people, they're doing shit like this. Yeah, they're so, kicking squirrels off of cliffs. Yeah, I guess that's what they do for fun in their great culture is kick small defenseless animals off the edge of fucking geogra- geologic formations. <laughs> do you think it landed on its feet? <laughs> a squirrel? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, like a cat? Cat-like. Yeah, maybe might have lived. So uh, they're searching for the men in the video, but park rangers say it's doubtful that they will be found. Hmm. Um, an animal cruelty charge is not being considered be- because that would require a post-mortem on the dead squirrel to prove that it had suffered. <sighs> so. <laughs> this, I mean, really, they should just get their ass kicked. Yeah, no. The best I'm, possible outcome. There's some big guy who is like, you know, an animal lover is there and just beat the living fuck out of them and, you know, fucking wrap the cowboy hat around their neck. I think it would have been great just if one of them actually ended up like the guy that, you know, kicked the, the, the kicker fell off the cliff and then his friend had to be like, well, we're filming a YouTube stunt. <laughs> and, we're uh, filming a YouTube stunt. <laughs> Call in the medevac helicopter. <laughs> no, sorry. Those are for Americans. <laughs> yeah. Those are for Americans. Maybe, one, they, maybe they can send one from France. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. Those are for Americans who don't kill defenseless animals. <laughs> Asshole. Oh, well. <laughs> Anyway, what do you what do you have here for the second story? To go back to the camping story from the beginning of the show, there were some uh, juggalos at the campsite. <laughs> Not with us. Juggalos, I see. A little odd, with like ju- juggalos with like, like little kids, which is disturbing enough. Oh, That's wait, how, how do you know that they were jugglers? Were they dressed in clown makeup? No, but they had, uh, what's that little guy called with the hatchet? Does he have a name? That, I don't know. I don't know enough about their culture. The, you know uh, what I'm talking about, though, right? The, their tattoo. logo. The logo? Yeah, the little uh, guy with the axe. He's running around with his like dreadlocks, white guy dreadlocks or whatever. It, it, that, they, had those, they had those shirts. It's one of and those guys, the, though, right? The, I don't know. The insane clown the posse dudes? guys. Yeah, like Shaggy I mean, they're so Jay fucking or something. fat now. <laughs> I mean, both of them weigh like 300 pounds and above. But, I mean, the key thing that tipped me off that they were Juggalos is they were listening to ICP. <laughs> so With their indicator. children. Like, how old were their kids? Like, toddlers? No, five to eight, maybe. There were like three or four kids. Two families. No hope for those kids. Nobody who's not a juggalo listens to ICP, just casually. No. Right? Not a single person. It's just like, I'm not a juggalo, but once in a while, I'll just throw it in on the old CD player. I was, I was talking to someone the other day that said they were an ICP fan. Oh, I could see being an ex. I mean, let's think about all the fucking retarded music you li- used to like when you were younger. I think that happens frequently. And so a lot of people, you know, they have like, you know, they, they throw away their ICP shirts and... They uh, cover up their ICP tats. Well, yeah, and, wait till you hear the story. But okay. what other band are people so into that it's like, a, I guess... Grateful Dead. Grateful Dead and Fish. Do any they others? still have that many... I, you know, I don't know how many bands... I mean, there's... You can't count, like, uh, prepubescence, like One Direction and Justin Bieber and stuff like that, because no, that's just a phase, that's, obviously. that's just weird hormonal shit. Pop, but you know, but uh, t- there t- are other bands, though. Count. Kiss. People are really into Kiss. I mean, they get Kiss tattoos, but it doesn't really rise to the level of like Grateful Dead and the Juggalos. Do you know what the thing is? That there are certain bands that a lot of people like. They get tattoos. They they 
they go see the band if they're in their town. But then there are other bands that people are obsessed are obsessed with, like they the ICP. Around and they go to yeah. like festivals, and that's like Fish and Grateful Dead and String ICP. Cheese Incidents. It's like those jam bands. Who the fuck is the String Cheese? Incidents? They're one of those Fish type of bands. Blues Traveler. It's like these bands that have like uh, these hippie followings. The ICP is like that, but it's just this horrible clown horror rap music. <laughs> God, I don't even know. All those fan bases are just appalling, but I guess you'd have to go to the one, to the one that has uh, hotter chicks and better drugs. There are some hot chicks who are juggalos. Because they always, I always see these videos where people try and they post like a funny YouTube of like, look at these juggalo assholes. And they'll be the like chicks that have their tits out. And invariably, I'm watching the video and I'm like, wait a minute. That's a hot one. How did that happen? Well, that's one thing. You know those juggalettes will get down like they'll definitely have sex yeah, with and you. most of them are hideously gross <laughs> but but there's always one or two where i'm like wait a minute how is there a hot juggalette and she must be like dating a juggalo which means a juggalo has a hot girlfriend yeah how can it, that but, happen? The, but they're slutty hot though for the most part hey <laughs> still that's hot. fine by me still hot have you seen that documentary it's like only 20 minutes called american juggalo no it's but just, I'm sure about some of the videos I'm talking about are probably clipped from that. Yeah, it's, it, well, it's about a guy goes and documents a gathering in somewhere in the Midwest. And it's just mm -hmm. he interviews a bunch of these people. And yeah, sure, there are a couple girls in there that you're like, wow, I, I can't believe this girl, this attractive girl, listens She's to that music life. and hangs out with these people. Right. I mean, you're so hot. Go get a guy who has like a real fucking upwardly mobile job that doesn't drink Fago and paint his face every weekend. It's like quit waiting in the shallow end of the gene pool. Like, I don't understand this. <laughs> Come out of the swamp. <laughs> we need you on the good, good, good side of the force. The genetic cesspool. It just makes no sense. Right. Yeah. Well, these guys in the story, uh, they're like in their 30s. <laughs> Which is hilarious. I mean, it's kind of like the the people who are at the campsite next door. It's like, wait a minute, you guys have kids and shit. Why are you listening to the Juggalos? Uh, you'd think they'd or give the it ICPs. up by the time they have children. Did you talk to them? Did you interact with them at all? Uh, just sort of cursorily, you know. When we were, they were in the swimming hole next to us, and so the kids are running around. <laughs> Did they have shitty ICP tattoos? Didn't get close enough, but I assume the answer would be yes. Wow. Yeah, no hope for those children. <laughs> so Paul Hurst, Carrie Edwards, who are 33 and 35, they live with a guy named Zachary Swanson in Hebron, Maryland. Hebron. Biblical they have, town. All those, they have all those weird towns on the East Coast that are named after like places in the Middle East. Yeah, it's like a biblical Because they're so religious. Town. Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Wasn't uh, the, uh, the pilgrims, when they, when they settled there, didn't they name them after religious towns? Like... Yeah, exactly. It's weird. Hebron. Hebron. <laughs> like, there's probably, like, a Gaza, you know, over there. Like, Gaza, you know, New Jersey or something. Are there Amish living in uh, Maryland? I don't know. In that Could area? Be. I mean, there's a lot in Pennsylvania, right? And there's religious towns, Dutch. religious town names in Pennsylvania, too. Right. Anyway, that's not really the focus of the story, but it is funny. Um... Well, Paul and Carrie uh, allegedly tried to forcibly, forcibly carve a unique tattoo from Mr. Swanson's right arm in the early hours of Monday. Oh, I should probably introduce the story. He says, the guy who sent it says, You fucking yanks, read my story for once, you pair of bastards. Dan the Gas Man, Northeast England. Nice. You fucking the yanks. Gas Man. 
read my story for once. <laughs> well, here it is, Dan. Uh, yeah, so I assume this tattoo was the little guy, whatever his name is. He must have a name. He's, yeah, a no cre- he's our mascot. He's that little creature with an axe. I guess he's just going to go fucking chop some people up. That's a cool guy. Isn't it just like a little white trash guy with dreadlocks and, a, and an axe? Well, it's just an outline. It's a silhouette. Hmm, kind of like, funny, though. I've seen it before. I just died. Oh, what's that? Oh, it's a guy. He's going to go chop some people up. Interesting. Uh, the position has already been filled, sir. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, we already have a fry cook. <laughs> yeah. No, he's just he works at the butcher shop. Oh, okay. Well, you're hired then. Very committed to this butchering career. Uh, Mr. Hurst and Mr. Edwards attacked Mr. Swanson because they thought he had disrespected uh, the group and the group being the insane clown posse and did not deserve the tattoo. Wow. Is that like sacrosanct? Like the, the ICP you can't take their name in vain? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could see, like, like if I were to go out and get a tattoo of like, you know, the U.S. Marine Corps. <laughs> like, and then you besmirched the like Marines. airborne Rangers. It just had a big tattoo. You know, some Marines would beat my ass, clearly. Well, yeah, I mean, if they knew, but maybe they'd assume so. you're a Marine. Yeah, but then they would clearly find out that I'm not, you know. And then you'd probably get your ass They do that yeah. shit where they're like, well, what division you're in? And I'd be like, uh, 42. Division <laughs> like, 69 division with your mom. Then, yeah, then they'd beat my ass. Yeah, that'd be funny. But these I guys. I kind of sort of feel like that about all tattoos now, though. Well, sort of, I guess. But but this is like... I mean, I a, have a tattoo, but I just feel like this would be a lot cooler if I was like actually in a Russian prison and that was a real Russian prison tattoo than just this dumbass thing I went to the tattoo shop and got because I was like drunk. Well, kind of, but this is different though. This is almost like a gang's, gangland tattoo. Like if, you went got a, like if you got a Crips tattoo or a Latin King's tattoo... You would <laughs> that would probably be, that'd probably be more dangerous than the USMC one. It'd probably be more dangerous than the uh, ICP tattoo, but it is kind right. of a you know there's a a certain level of uh, gravity attached to this. I was thinking about getting you know? a little teardrop tattoo next to my eye. Is that a bad idea? <laughs> I think that'll help you get that promotion at work. <laughs> Just walk in one day. Hey, what's up? What's wrong with your face? Oh, it's a new tattoo. It's a teardrop. You should do it after you leave one of your prison visits. I saw it on Orange is the New Black. <laughs> there is precedent on TV for this. Uh, you remember that Sons of Anarchy show episode where they like sand, belt sand the uh, the motorcycle gang tattoo off the dude's back? No, wow. That's, I, I imagine this happens. Like season though. two or something. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's the thing. Did these guys, the one, my one question here, and maybe you already said this and I missed it, but did these guys all live together? Were they like 35-year-old men who lived, lived together, like roommates? Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Come on, we've all done it, been in our 30s and lived with other dudes. Okay, but I'm saying like... The economy's may, not good. Yeah, I suppose, but God, could you imagine what their house must be, must be like? What it oh, must terrible. smell like? It's terrible. It's just bong water spilled everywhere. Fago all over the like sink. Shitty black like clown posters. They were also mad because Mr. Swanson was dating Edward's uh, sister and they thought that he was mistreating her. Okay, so now there's an ulterior motive. So it's not just he was besmirching the ICP. Oh, I think it was primarily besmirching ICP. Okay. Right. He, uh, so they, they try to cut this tattoo out 
in the early hours of Monday morning after a hard night of Sunday night drinking, which is something that people that have careers do. It just gets super <laughs> smashed on a Sunday night, you know, to the point where you're trying to cut off your roommate's tattoo. For some reason, they failed, probably because they were so wasted, uh, that they then doused the victim's arm in a flammable liquid and set it alight. Jesus. So yeah. how do you fail cutting off a tattoo? I mean... No idea. <laughs> okay. Maybe the knives in your house are too dull. I think a belt sander would be more effective. After the assault, Mr. Swanson was left on the ground for several hours without medical treatment. So he must have been blotto himself or, in, you know, they knocked his ass out or something. Yeah, but uh, they, he also suffered several f- uh, fractures, brain bleeding, 11 broken ribs, <sighs> and a liver laceration. So they also clearly, apparently, apparently, apparently the of him. they beat his ass. But so they left him lying for several hours. Where? In their living room? And just like sat yeah, back, start smoking, smoking weed out of the, uh, the clown bong and smoking watching ICP weed, videos. Drinking booze. Right. <laughs> I don't know any ICP songs. I went to see them once. With you, I think. Yeah, no, this is... uh, Let me preface the story with... We went because we had a good friend in college who was... Oh, come on. We just loved the group. (laughs) Well, he went to high school with those two dudes. Yeah, he Uh, was... Stefan. He he was actually older than them. Although they were older than him or he was older than them by one year. Yeah, but he was... Remember, he was in the band. Like well, he, he was would, one of the official juggalos. He was like, would be on stage and shit in a costume. And he would be picking. I think he picked up the props. He'd wear the costumes. But when we went to see them, it was somewhere in Detroit, right. and we were probably what nineteen or twenty at the time. And we, I felt so old. I mean, no, it was all we like eleven or twelve. We had, we had to be twenty, at least twenty. And we were probably twenty. Maybe we, yeah, we were probably twenty. But everybody and, else was like fifteen, yeah, <laughs> or fourteen, and it's just yeah. these kids. And we're watching this like <laughs> their older brother or moms dropped them off at the show. Well, I remember I went to go support Stefan because he's cool, and he was like, "I'll get you in for free." And we went down. Yeah, we there. got him for free. That's why we went. But it was just—I remember being like, "What is the appeal of this music, and when will it stop so we can leave?" That <laughs> was awful. It was pretty bad. The you know, show he, was kind of entertaining to begin with, though, because they are throwing Fago everywhere, and you know they're have their co- their clown makeup on, and they're just going nuts, and all all the crowd is com- going completely crazy because they're so into it. Were you there that one time? We were probably twenty one at this point, but uh, we went to a party at one of their houses, and they had a big wrestling ring. Oh no! I, one of the ICP dudes' yeah. houses. I, I think his name no, is Shaggy. I didn't go to that. And we Shaggy went. We dope. went to his house, and it was like a there. I mean, Shaggy there were a lot of people and there. Violent J, you know their names. Sh- Shaggy J or Violent J and Shaggy Two Dope. That's what it was. Right. Shaggy Two Dope's house. One of those guys was super into pro wrestling, and he had a full right. pro wrestling ring. And our friend Stefan played a character called the referee. And so, <laughs> who would actually get into the act? Yeah, I think it was me and Spong that went, and we were hanging out. Jesus and they Christ. had pizza. Like, and out of anybody you'd want to go with, Spong would be the greatest. Yeah, Spong Speaking was my of apparently, apparently, this wrestling <laughs> thing is not a very re- authentic. But I just remember hanging out there, and the, the one thing that blew my mind is there were really hot chicks. Like that shaggy guy was chilling in this room, just with like I don't know four porn stars. Well, no hot chicks being hot chicks being at the actual guys in the bands. Holmes doesn't surprise me. That surprises you? It surprised no, I mean, me at the time money. because I didn't. Stars. Yeah, but it surprised me at the time because I didn't really. I just thought the band sucked, and I just thought it was like, you know, these <laughs> you two a, idiots. Just a college idiot. This but, band isn't that great. I don't even know why these women are here. Well, I kept thinking, I'm like, I'm <laughs> surprised that these guys are pulling this kind money. of ass. 
it, I don't know, it surprised me at the time, but no, no, they're huge. They are a very successful, awful band. <laughs> so yes. See, they, I don't, I don't, I don't begrudge a hot girl going, you know, trying to get with a violent J. Because now, because yeah, now, now, now you are reaching for the stars. Like, man, if I have one of his kids, then I'm set for life, probably. Yeah, groupie. I mean, yeah, totally. I mean, it's like that's your your. Or gold just a card. gold digger. You know? Yeah. So I mean, it makes it makes well, what sense. What I don't but... what I don't get is that same girl who's into the music being like, oh, I'm going to date this guy who doesn't even have a job and lives this life and lives with two other dudes. Right. In a house filled well, with my brother, shitty so. bong water yeah. all over the carpet. Yeah. Well, these two guys are, uh, I guess the guy is fine. He got to the hospital and got his wounds fixed up. But the other two dudes, the perps, are being held without bond on attempted murder and assault charges. Do you think uh, he's still going to continue living in the house? You think there's an underground railroad of juggalos that, because I mean, they don't, they're not giving them bond, so they can't get out. I wonder if they think that if they did get out on bond, they would go into like, they'd be like the Harriet Tubman of the juggalos, <laughs> just like living in other juggalos basements and barns and shit, you know, riding the rails across the country. Yeah. I wonder if like, uh, yeah, just rebels running from the law. Seems plausible. I mean, there's juggalos all over the country, and what self-respecting juggalo wouldn't take them in? Anyway, well, I'm glad that this guy did not did not perish in this incident, and the fact that he um, still has a partial ICP tattoo. Question is, what will he cover it up with? It remains to be seen the next time he gets arrested. I need to get a cover-up. What should I cover up mine with? It's pretty small, so I think I could almost do anything. What are you getting covered up? My tattoo that doesn't look like anything anymore because it's too old. This whole thing where everybody's always like, you know, people say my tattoos will look bad when I'm older, but those people are just square. You always see these Facebook posts, and then they'll post a picture of some old dude with cool tattoos, which are Photoshopped. Because I'm here to tell you right now, if you get a tattoo and you're 18, it will look like shit when you're older. It's inevitable because unless it's inevitable. you... Well, even my tattoos, like I, I don't go in sunlight very often, <laughs> so they still look good, but they still fade and they still they fade and they spreads. blur because yeah, your skin blur. grows and like you know the distinct outlines yeah they blur see the key is to get a tattoo that will still look pretty cool even when it's faded and the edges are blurred that's what you have to do yeah but that's I, i'm thing. telling you right now it's not gonna look like it looks right now 20 years from now and if if you get a lot of sunlight and you get a color tattoo it's going to fade considerably mine's not even really color but it's like yeah the the outline is just it looks like nothing now because it was just a dumbass like you know tattoo that i wasn't thinking about what it was going to look like what is it was it the mickey's b it's exactly what it is <laughs> i am cool that's what that i think that's actually people. kind of a cool tattoo i would get it redone if it's i old, were you it's old school get it redone. i'm not gonna, I'm not gonna come on go to joe kelly he'll do it <laughs> You know what you should but, do. You know, if I if I didn't get a cover up, but I got like a, maybe a bigger one near it, then it wouldn't be so like, you know, like what you know, people wouldn't ask like, what's that tattoo? It'd just be like, oh, you have a couple of tattoos, because now that's what it is. It's like, what's that? And I'm, it looks so sort of blurred that I can almost just say like, oh, it's just a weird birthmark. Well, it's, isn't it on your lower back, like right above your ass, like that <laughs> small of your back? <laughs> no. Where where is where is it? It's on my arm. So you know what you should do. This is what I think. Being a tattooed man myself, who is currently still getting tattoos. When I'm 60 years old, these tattoos are still going to look great. (laughs) I think you should go to Joe Kelly and have him design 
a sleeve of all the beer logos. So you get like King Cobra, you oh, get the yeah, Mickey's it could look like a NASCAR car. <laughs> Just get all the malt liquor brand Colt 45 logo. Yeah, it'd be incredible. You really that, like malt liquor, huh? <laughs> Not really. I just, love just for the lulls. Malt liquor. <laughs> just for the lulls. Dude, you'll get pictures on the internet. It'll be on the chive.com for sure. But that's the problem. This is the problem. Like I can't I just I'm not I'm not passionate enough about anything to make a decision of what to get. But you like alcohol. Malt liquor Ted. <laughs> malt like liquor alcohol. logos. That's true. But I don't I'm not passionate about the logos or the brands. It's a problem. Uh, sick and wrong logos out of the question. It's pretty much out of the question. Damn it. That would be great. That would be but, great. But you know, it's like, oh, like I'll just get like a raven or something. But then it's like, I don't really give a shit about ravens. <laughs> you know, oh, and then yeah, people are going to ask me, like, oh, what does that symbolize? And I would just be like, I don't know. It's just a fucking black bird that covered up this shitty tattoo I used to have. I think you should go for the humorous tattoo. One time, one guy, I think he's maybe a fan of the show, and I don't know if he still listens, but the greatest tattoo I've ever seen was a guy right in the center of his chest, and it wasn't giant. It was just like maybe the six inches in diameter or smaller. It was just Alfred E. Newman's face, which to me is the greatest tattoo of all time. <laughs> that is an amazing tattoo. But I can't, and I would love to be the first person to think of that and to get it, but now that that guy has it, you know, I can't, I can't get that. You know what? I think we should just uh, we should ask the listeners. Listeners, uh, yeah, call that's in. That's what I'm trying to do. That's why I'm bringing it up. Listeners, call in, write in, and let me know what you think Wackerly's new tattoo should be, his cover-up of his Mickey's How many feet. hundreds of calls are we going to get that I should get a butt, a picture of a butt with a butt on it? Or just a big dong? Yeah. That would be great. Right. Just put those right in the trash, okay? <laughs> call in and let us know. We got to get to some uh, phone calls here. 206-666-3846 is that number. Before we get to our first call, here's a word from our sponsor. Hey, sick and wrong listeners. This is Trucker Paul. I got to tell you about this wonderful porno place where you can buy jack-off machines, dildos, inflatable wives. I bought them all. When I go home, I like to diddle my wife with a little dildo. When I'm on the road, I got my second wife, my blow-up doll, and my jack-off sleeve. Go to adamandeve.com. Type in the word diddle. D-I-D-D-L-E. And you'll get 50% off all your masturbation machines. Adios, lick my balls. I put a spell on you. So we got a few phone calls here. The Sick Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846 is that number. Um, let me get to the first call here. We haven't heard from this guy in a while. Hey, guys. It's me, Rollo. And just let me tell you something. Neither Liam fucking Neeson, <coughs> fucking Morgan Freeman, or fucking Christopher Walken have shit on me, Rollo. The head nigger in charge on the show. Whoa. All right, faggots. Have a nice fucking day. And keep He's it sick up on the racially charged language. Martini's out of this hooker's asshole. What's he eating out of a hooker's asshole? Yogurt? So, so something like, uh, is he eating yogurt land out of a hooker's asshole? I, I couldn't even tell. He's clearing his throat or something. Sometimes when you eat a lot of cottage cheese, you get the phlegm build up. It sounds like Rollo is a little jealous here. Sense a little jealousy. I mean, I prefer Rollo. I mean, Rollo is more of a, you know, our distinct character. 
associated with the show. So I prefer Rollo. You know, Liam Neeson can call in all he wants, but I mean, he's not. He has does other venues also. He's not just committed to us like Rollo. I mean, you don't hear Rollo like calling in to fucking, you know, nobody likes onions or the fucking nervous. <laughs> I bet you he would though. I bet you he would, would. if the price is right. Rollo would go right over there. All right. But um, that's that's the thing. I appreciate the celebrity listenership, like Christopher Walken. It's it's cool that Christopher Walken listens to the show and Morgan Freeman. And Liam Neeson. I mean, I think that's yeah. great. I'm, I'm glad that we have these celebrity listeners. But you know what's important to me? It's important to me is that we have these original fans that have been listening for a long time. And our original, like, true mascot's Rollo. You know, he's been right. with the show for a long Maybe time. Maybe get a tattoo of Rollo. I think you should get a tattoo of Rollo. There's no, but there's no source material anymore. I don't really remember what he looks like. He was a shrunken I wish head. We had some, I wish we had, like, some famous female listeners. Like Ellen DeGeneres or something. Or Whoopi Goldberg? Yeah, no famous females ever call into the show. I don't think we have that many female listeners. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah, what do I expect? And you want to know why? This is why. Listen to this next call. Hey, sick and wrong. Forrest here calling. Um, I'm actually calling you from Dubai. I'm originally from the UK. I'm calling for one of two reasons. To first corroborate Colin from Hartford's story. I was actually visiting Colin not long after the, what the, happened to Austin's balls. And I've got to say, Jesus. This guy's got a weird accent. Yeah. I have he's, no idea what he's saying, barely. His his name's Forrest. He's from the UK. Ferris or Forrest? I don't know. Let's just say Forrest. <laughs> his name's Forrest. Um, he's from the UK, but he lives in Dubai. And he's corroborating the story of the guy that called last week who ripped his uh, bollocks off. Okay. Um, on the flagpole. So apparently, oh, right. he Forrest here was one of the bros who was doing the uh, the naked flagpole climb. Oh, yeah. Christ, that shit is fucked up. It looks like a bag of meat you get from the butchers. Not like any meat, just like miscellaneous giblets, like something like a zookeeper would feed to a lion. It looked gross, and people insisted on showing me every fucking second what was in that fucking thing. Jesus Christ. Now, the second reason I'm calling, before I tell you, one thing I miss is the old school callers, like with personality. I mean, the calls we get now are cool and shit, but they're normal people telling stories about fucked up people. I want fucked up people telling stories about fucked up people from their fucked up points of view. Now, my story begins. What do you think of that, Waggerly? It's a contentious statement there. That the new callers are more boring than the old callers? Yeah, he wants the old school callers. You know, we have no control over who calls a show. You know, we invite everybody no. to call the show and give them an equal opportunity to, to voice their stories or their shit stories or whatever. But yeah, you know, I, I used to like some of the characters like Trucker Paul. Vietnam dude. Vietnam dude. Um, Kendra. You know, we, we had a lot of people that used to call this the, the story. But do you consider them all fucked up people? The old people? Or any of those people. people. I don't consider them fucked up people. I'm fucked. I do consider them people telling weird stories fucked up stories right and that's kind of what i think is still going on (laughs) all that he misses the old school people who are fucked up people telling fucked up stories now we have normal people telling fucked up stories yeah i don't think the new people are normal i just don't think you know we need to get them to call in repeatedly and then you get more of a clear picture of their wacky persona yeah that's the thing you get to learn more Mm -hmm. about them well we do have some uh repeat callers 
Because that's the problem is when people call, people don't, nobody thinks that they're fucked up. And so you have to talk to them at length repeatedly. And then you find, because then they start telling you things that they think are normal. And then that's when you, that's when you as a person, as a listener, find out that like, dude, you're this fucked is up. Normal. You're fucked up. Why did you, why did you just head. tell me that? What, what? Doesn't everybody do that? No, nobody does that. That's weird. I mean, like shitting in a Walmart bag. I mean, the trucker Paul you just said it like, well, yeah, doesn't everybody shit in a Walmart bag? Well, no. yeah, the trucker Paul, he thought that was completely normal. In his group of coworkers and colleagues, yes, but most people don't. If you're a meth addicted trucker, shitting in a normal in a Walmart bag is par for the course. I don't know if trucker Paul was on meth. Do you think he was? I just be a lot surprised. of them are. Well, yeah, a lot of them are. So let's listen to uh, Fart Sheet's story. <laughs> Forget his name already. Well, you know, I'm a guitar player, and I was playing some show at some fucking hippie dippy place. It was underground somewhere, and it was like lit up with candles, and the whole place reeked of fucking white guilt. And uh, after the show, some chick came up to me, and she's chatting me up and stuff. I'm like, yeah, cool, whatever. And she used that old trick that all girls use to come back to your place. She went, oh, where'd you live? I'm like, um, so-and-so. She goes, let's share a cab. I'm like, um, fuck, yeah, whatever. Halfway through the- I love this guy. God damn it, this girl wants to come home with me. Using her tricks to play get Xbox. Yeah, she's using her tricks, her feminine wiles, that old trick that they all use to get into my bed. God damn it. All right, but we're not playing two-player. You're just going to have to watch me play. Well, you know, this dude is a guitarist in a band, so he's used to all these chicks just throwing right. themselves at him, using their, their feminine wiles to get into his waterbed. She's like, tell you what, we'll go back to your place for a drink. I'm like, oh, fucking hell, sure thing. So back in my place, and I'm fucking this girl. <laughs> you know, skip to the end. And she, you know, and she goes, come on my tits. I'm like, yeah, sure thing, why not? So I did so. I guess. And she goes, could you please, you know, to. finger me? I'm like, so I'm on my knees while this girl's on the bed, legs facing me, finger and fucking over the place. She comes. And before I say what happens next, let me remind you, I have a huge afro. This chick comes and <laughs> I never think told us that before, so you're not reminding us. I know. It's like, uh, I, I think that's a, an important element of this narrative. You should have probably said that in the beginning. <laughs> so the dude, okay. You know what's funny about this? The guy's saying he came on her titties and now she's like, finger me. You know what that, you know what that makes me think? No. I have no idea. He didn't get her off. He, didn't, he prematurely ejaculated. Right. Of course. Because this I mean, girl some obviously. Girls just can't. It takes it forever. You know, I've, I, yeah, that's true. I mean, I've had some, what, what did we say the cutoff is? 14 minutes? <laughs> I don't remember. Something like, that sounds about right. So if you fuck this girl for 14 minutes, she should have had an orgasm by that. If not, you're, you're allowed to jack off on her face or whatever. Or you're allowed to come, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> it but doesn't matter. But with this one... I think some, a lot of girls would agree, because... Some girls are just like, well, I'm just not going to get off. And it, it, if you're just like hammering her way at her pussy for like 45 minutes, she's not enjoying that either. No. And it's you're just like, like, I'm not coming meat. until you come. I'm not coming until you come. I think some girls, that's just horrifying. Like, no, just come. Just get it over with. Just get it over with. Or I think some girls, you know, they enjoy it even without coming. But, I mean, but have nice you ever had one of those girlfriends that's just... Maybe she's not in tune with her own body. It takes her forever to have an orgasm. Yes. Or she can only have an orgasm from using a vibrator. So you, you have sex with her for 14 minutes. You come because you're allowed to come at that point and not feel any guilt. And then she's like, 
can you finger me? And the next thing you know, you're sitting there fingering her for like 20 minutes to try to get right. her off. God damn. You know, you're tunnel, grabbing bitch. a titty. You're licking her ass. You're just doing all these things to get her off. And ah, it's the worst. It's the worst. The best thing to do is to find a girl that can come within that 14 minute mark. And then you can just roll over and just go to bed. <laughs> That's the best. So I feel bad about for this guy. So this dude with his afro, after he came on her tits, is sitting there doing the finger blast routine for the next 10 minutes. And she's drunk. Probably you gotta get one of those uh, bowling wrist guards. <laughs> when you have uh, all right, carp- let me just put on my device. I have carpal tunnel syndrome. <laughs> That's what you should use as an excuse. Sorry, you have carpal a big tunnel. thick handled dildo because you have arthritis. <laughs> oh, the thin dildos are hard for me to grip. First instinct was to grab me by the fucking hair and shove me onto her tits, and uh, yeah, I had a face full of my own cum, and my hair was covered in my own cum. It looked like a weird, jizz-based spiderweb. It was disgusting. Anyway, like a Krispy Kreme. <laughs> I realized what just happened. I was fucking mortified. I could not get that bitch out of my house fast enough. I fucking put a cap on, because I just wanted to get out of the house. And all I could think of while I was walking this girl home was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, I'm covered in fucking semen. I'm out in public covered in semen. Why didn't I mean, you I wash my face, face and dude? Wa- yeah, why wouldn't you just be like, Jesus, and go to the bathroom and wipe your face off? What kind of a fucking asshole is this guy? I don't know. Dude. I mean, does this happen with other, like, you know, if he, like, I don't know, like, you're eating a hot dog and you get some ketchup on his face, he just walks around with it for, like, the rest of the fucking day? I mean, I understand maybe he doesn't have time to take a shower and shampoo his hair, but wouldn't you wipe the semen off your face? I mean, I would. Maybe I'm one of those weird people. Maybe I'm. Maybe I have OCD and I wash my hands too many times a day. And when I get my own cum all over my face, I wash it off before I leave the house. You I'm what, the crazy one. What's also weird too is why didn't she wipe the cum off of her tits? Right. Like, I mean, doesn't that isn't that normally the way it works? You blow your. Both load. of these people have a weird sense of time and appropriateness for just like stray fluids and substances to be laying around. Yeah, no, they do. I, I, I think they need to uh, figure out like how to dispose of these fluids. This is one of those people that you know they shit in the toilet and they flush it like five hours later. But you're over at their house and you go in, and you're like, oh, there's a big log in there. Oh, I was gonna get around to flushing that at some point. I just feel if there's if there's cum all over your face before you walk the girl home, just go maybe grab a towel from the bathroom, wipe it off. Then you wouldn't have a funny story to call into the show about, though stop whatever I could, but I had to fucking get out of there as soon as possible. But yeah, let me know if uh, you want any more of my stories. <laughs> and uh, keep sure. it sick, keep it wrong. Have a good day, guys. Bye. Yeah, yeah. call um, in some more. Uh, Fartist, I think you should call in and tell some more of your Bukaki stories, because I don't even think there was a girl involved. I know. He's walking around <laughs> town with his own cum on his face. Hey, uh, God, this kids. happens all the time. I do. I would like to hear the like, you know, all the, the hijinks of a rock and roll guitarist's weird sexual conquest. Especially the fact that he lives in Dubai. Right. I wouldn't mind hearing about your uh, Bukaki Dubai parties that you have. Yeah, don't get beheaded or anything. <laughs> yeah, watch out. He called back real quick with a uh, an addendum. Oh. Yeah, hi, Steve Farris again. To mention, I'm going to declare myself the official black Muslim Arab, Sudanese, probably gay, sick and wrong correspondent. 
And the uh, second point I want to make is that I've learned all my big English words from D because he likes to throw about towards like acrimonious, <laughs> incredulous, like some kind of English major who just realized that his fucking degree is useless. Anyways, have a good day. I did realize that degree was useless by the time I was like 24. <laughs> Not making any money at all. I, I was picturing a guy with a big like Jew fro. But he says he's black. He has an actual afro. Well, he says he's black, Muslim, and Sudanese. And the fact that he's black makes the fact that he's walking around town with white cum on his face <laughs> even better. Maybe it's a uh, Muslim thing, though. Like, if you get your semen, you're not supposed to drip the seed. Like how you're not supposed to shake with your left hand or whatever? Yeah, and it's like, so if you have don't, semen don't on your face... Don't touch the cum once it's on your face. It's like a... It's like a mark of shame or something. Like you need to let like Allah take it off, you know, like wipe it off for you. It must be licked off by a goat. <laughs> it's the only proper way. It's a Muslim tradition. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting to see that. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, I think this guy should call back. He's an interesting guy. He's going to have some good stories. I wonder how he knows those white dudes from Connecticut. I don't know. That's weird. <laughs> I'm not going to look into it too deeply. Any of my. All right, here's the last call. Hey, it's just a girl again. Listen, if you want to make this the movie review podcast, that would be awesome. I'd be all in all day because I can't stand Michael Bay movies. But and I think that uh, The Godfather's nine out of ten, ten out of ten maybe. But um. I also really like Jason Statham movies. Crank was awesome. High Voltage. Yeah, I mean, come on. That's great. Not all of Jason Statham movies are great. He kind of does the same thing over and over again. But Crank, I mean, that's my ringtone. Come on. That was good. Uh, Blue Velvet, I've seen it. I, I think we have a new uh, movie reviewer here. I wonder what her Netflix, uh, her Netflix recently viewed movie wall is, or her movie selection. I don't know. Maybe she can call back in and tell us like the top eight. I watched a Jason Statham movie recently where like he didn't do the same thing. Like he didn't. He made a kick one guy's ass towards the end. It was fucking really irritating. I think the only good Jason Statham movie is uh, the one with Brad Pitt, the English movie Snatch. Oh, there's other good ones. What other what other Jason Statham movies do you like? I don't that know, horrible like, Death like Race remake. Yeah, that was good. Anyone <laughs> where he's just kicking a lot of ass. I mean, I guess. But like the one I can't remember what it was called. It was one of the more recent ones where he was like trying to have like emotional range or something. I don't know what the fuck was going through his head, but he only kicked like one dude's ass. Do you think she, just a girl here, watches that movie to watch the violence? Like, wants to see Jason Statham kicking ass, or do you think she watches it just to be aroused? Both. Because he probably takes his shirt off, doesn't he? At least a couple times. Yeah. He's one of those weird guys. I guess he's like sort of like Bruce Willis. He's like a bald action guy. Yeah, he's like a bald action guy. He's virile. Girls get yeah. into that. Like everybody knows that <laughs> Sylvester Stallone's old as fuck. But, you know, he still is trying to pull off like, oh, I have a full head of jet black hair still. <laughs> Nobody can he's tell. He's still buff, isn't he? He's doing that Expendables yeah, he's on movie. HGH. Yeah, human growth true. hormone. You know what's funny? Uh, did you see Guardians of the Galaxy yet? No, I want to. I recommend it. It's a good movie. But I've there's a complete gratuitous scene where, uh, what's that guy? Chris Pratt, who everybody yes. loves now, 
He's getting yeah, he, he gets arrested. He's getting hosed down in prison just wearing like boxer shorts. And remember how he used to be a pacey fat guy on the office? Not on the office on uh or Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. And Rec yeah. He was on Park. I get yeah. those two confused. But he was pacey right. and he's kind of fat, just this chubby white schlubby guy. And then yeah. now he like I don't know, had a trainer and he became all like buff. And no, but here's the thing though. If you look into that guy's background, he was a big athlete in like high school and college. He was a wrestler. So oh, he specifically okay. got sense. fat and pasty for the role. All right, well, it makes sense. But anyway, they had a good He's one of those assholes. He's one of those assholes who can go up and down at will. And then he, you know, and they and like then Christian people Bale. say, Well, yeah, everybody should be able to lose weight. It's like, yeah, but you're a fucking actor. And you, you can have spend six months in the gym because it's for your next job. But you have paid trainers. You have nutritionists. Right. You have people that are aiding you in losing right. this weight. But yeah. anyway, there's a scene. It's a gratuitous scene where he takes his shirt off. And every girl in the theater was like, oh, my God. You could just hear the water flowing. Just, uh, just immediately. They like simultaneously got Smell moist. Smell the scent of widening vaginas. Just musk. Widening, but you could hear the vaginas widening. And I think that's the same thing probably that happens when she watches a Statham movie again now but uh yeah if you want to make this a movie podcast i'll totally do that and airplane rants i can get into that with you too anyway you're making me smile i'll talk to you later i think uh that was a we, euphemism for her vagina widening <laughs> i think we need just a girl to uh review movies for us so call us back with it with your valid opinion on movies i want to review movies let's just change the show just a, a movie lot more podcast. Inter- interesting to do, yeah. I mean, there's probably a million of them out there, though. Is the problem? Yeah, and people that plus actually I hate. Plus, I hate most movies. Like ninety nine out of a hundred movies are just terrible. Yeah, it's a, it's and the Wackerly hates ones. movies podcast. That'd be great. Are you gonna go see the new Michael Bay Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? <laughs> God no. <laughs> that just looks awful. I'm sure it's just really terrible. Anyway, people call the show 206-666-3846. I've been posting the shows to iTunes. I know uh, we've been gradually getting all the back episodes up there. But for right now, I think we have the last like 30, 40 episodes up on iTunes. You can also go uh, see a lot of, 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 you can go access a lot of our older episodes on the Blueberry Sick and Wrong page. It's just B-L-U-B-R-R-Y sick and wrong just do a search for that and we also have episodes on our website sickandwrongpodcast.com just go to the website dummy <laughs> yeah go to the website dummy i've been getting a lot of uh phone calls and uh, emails of like we can't get your old episodes itunes doesn't have them go to the website dummy that's what's there for <laughs> and how many do you, i mean there's like 30 on itunes like i can only get you know, 45 hours of your podcast on iTunes. It doesn't. That's, that's enough. It doesn't satisfy the craving. That's enough for you. It doesn't satisfy the craving. Anyway, so you can go to iTunes. You get the last 30 episodes. You want the archive, go to our website. Um, Sick and Wrong T-shirts. I made an order. I placed the order today for the new Sick and Wrong Tee. Mm, I've actually done progress. it. I know. It's amazing. So those are going to be coming probably in the next couple of weeks. They're very cool. You're going to want one. In the meantime, if you if you wear a small or medium tee, you want a logo, Sick and Wrong logo t-shirt, you can go to sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store. Buy one for yourself or your toddler. Um, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. So have you been seeing this article that's been going around wankerly about it's a petition to get Weird Al to do the halftime show at the Super Bowl? I think it's Super Bowl, uh, what is it, uh, 51? L. 
L? No, okay. it's L. It's 50. Super Bowl 50. There, there, there's a petition going Never around to get Weird Al to be the uh, halftime entertainment. And, you know, quite honestly, I would love to see that. Yeah, did, I mean, didn't this happen last year, too? Yeah, but this year, this petition's already He's got, got his new album out this year. It's more like Which is uh, the first, uh, I think it's the first number one album he's ever had. Right. I mean, uh, is it very, still at number one, or did it drop down? I think it was for a couple of weeks. But, I mean, which is mm-hmm. saying a lot compared to, like, you know, all the other, his, his, his competition here. He's got, like, Beyonce and Lady Gaga and Katy Perry. And Weird they Al is number one. Too? Well, whatever. They always rule the pop charts. <laughs> oh. So, so the fact that you see Weird Al beating Katy Perry, that's a, that's a victory, in my opinion. I'd like to see him beating Katy Perry, Katy Perry little, literally with like a bat. That'd be amazing. That would be like the best Weird Al song ever. He should write a song called Beating just, Katy Perry with a Bat. No, no, not even a song. Just the, the audio. <laughs> just fucking beating the shit out of her like breaking her you know cranium with a would you put a beat underneath it nope no <laughs> just raw anyway there's a petition she's not even your... really into it but you know somebody's like forcing him to do it like it's like, like a, the movie saw they his, yeah they have his kid hostage and he has to beat Gary, Katy Perry to a pulp this sounds like, like it might be a good movie hmm don't give it don't give don't give the plot away wackily that was um, the <laughs> you can go to change.org petitions and uh, do a search for the Weird Al petition. Um, but yeah, if you sign it, it goes directly to Tracy Perlman, the NFL vice president, and April Donnelly, NFL director. You put your name. They're these two women that run the NFL? Well, they're the ones who, uh, yeah, apparently they're the, also Tracy the ones. Tracy a guy who, like Tracy Morgan? No, I think it's a woman. Uh, but no, they also April, plan the entertainment. Head of the NFL in the knitting pool. Oh, I think women can plan a. I think sure, women can be football fans, wackily, you sexist pig. Just being an asshole. <laughs> anyway, I would love to see Weird Al Yankovic doing the halftime show. It'd be great to hear Yoda. Yoda as part yeah, of his, Y-O-D-A uh, Yoda. Yeah, as, as part of like the uh, the halftime finale. I would want to hear an old school Al yeah Al Yankovic medley would be my preference. I just wouldn't mind hearing that whole Dare to Be Stupid medley on the second side. Such a great record. Yeah, he should do one of those concept concept shows where he just does an entire album, you know, front to back. You know, I mean, the thing is, like, I've, I've liked Weird Al since I was a child, like in the 80s. And I still think it's great that he has a career. He's still thriving. He's still releasing records, especially the fact that his record is number one. But I just don't like his current songs as much as I like the music he did back in the 80s. Well, they're almost, they're too well put together now, is is the problem. Whereas before he would just, he'd be trying to replicate the sound with like, you know, his accordion and maybe he's like got, you know, his little band of three, three other dudes. And now he has, you know, the full power of like, you know, studio musicians and full quality studio producers. recording produce, yeah. producement. Production. Yeah, he's got, he's, he's got like full production values on these songs. So it's like, he's actually emulating the real song. Right. And I think it just, I don't know, tarnishes it, in my opinion. And the fact that he doesn't have a mustache and frizzy curly hair anymore. He does have frizzy curly hair. What are you talking about? He's got long hair. It's kind of like long oh. hair. It's relaxed. It's like a it's relaxed still perm. still pretty fucking weird looking. What about he the mustache? The, Do you miss the mustache? I wish the mustache would come back, yeah. He also doesn't wear his glasses anymore. He doesn't anymore. wear his glasses anymore. I know. It's, it's, but still, yeah. you know what, though? I still love the guy. And I, it, his, that new song, Words, that was the blurred parody, was great. Yeah. Um, so we're going to end the show Word here comes. with uh, 
One of Wackerly's favorite Weird Al songs, Stop Dragging My Car Around. It's off the first album, I think. It's off of the album, the eponymous Weird Al album. Yeah, the self-titled. So we're going to end the show here with that. And uh, people just do a search for the Weird Al NFL petition and sign it. Because I'd like to see him play the halftime show. Uh, We'll be back next week with episode 445. Until then, take a sleazy. Good night.
those are the most fun. Bye.